You are now locked in to the Sounds Like Fun podcast. It don't matter underground or the mainstream. We taking over everything American dreams. Make a move, long nights to the light beams. What's going on world, my name is Serial Sensei, this is another episode of the Sounds Like Fun Podcast. You can give this podcast a listen on the main YouTube channel, or you can also check it out underneath the Dojo Talk Podcast, which is my main hub, um, that can be found on SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from, I'm most likely there. So please give that a look. Uh, the Dojo Talk podcast is where I talk about combat sports with my co-host Antaku. But the Sounds Like Fun episodes as well as other content also go under that main page. So please be sure to give that a look if you have not. Um, so I guess to address the elephant in the room, um, I have not recorded a Sounds Like Fun podcast in a while. <laughs> I haven't reviewed music in a while. Uh kind of just wasn't really feeling it this year and to be honest i don't know what the future of this channel is going to be um i kind of just lost the drive to review music i just kind of wanted to sit back and listen to it rather than have to critique every single project that came out it just honestly it became a bit much and then you know nowadays man music comes out rapid fire man rapid pace new album new mixtape new ep every day every week you know non-stop and it's like man i trying to keep up with that on top of other things i'm working on like trying to keep up with this podcast the dojo talk podcast with combat sports and me trying to write and just do a whole bunch of other stuff is a little hard to kind of keep up with music man i just wanted to sit back and be a fan um (laughs) but i'm here um I, i figured if I didn't review music all year, I, I could still come in and drop uh, my favorite albums of 2019. But real quick, before I get this episode started, uh, shout out to the homie on Twitter, uh, under, uh, name at Spidey underscore M-U-F-C. Uh, he actually reached out to me and asked me what I'm going to do uh, one of these review episodes or top 20 list this year. And to be honest, <laughs> before he had sent me that message i honestly had not been thinking about it at all and i didn't plan on doing one but uh me and we chat we chopped it up for a little bit had a a little exchange um and low-key he pretty much gave me motivation to do this um so (laughs) shout outs to him uh i'll give you pretty much all the credit had you not sent me that message this episode probably would not be being recorded right now but he gave me the motivation put the battery in my back so we here man so I'm not going to try to waste too much of you guys' time, uh, but before I get started, as always, i got to throw this disclaimer out. These are my favorite 20 albums of the year. They may differ from yours. You may feel different, and that's completely fine, but don't come at me any kind of way because your number one wasn't my number one, or your number one may not have made my list at all. I pretty much based this on not really like what was technically the best album and who had the best verses and the best production it's just pretty much what i found myself returning to the most what for me was the most enjoyable to listen to um so that's honestly pretty much all i got for criteria um and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this a little different than i normally do for i've done in the past years um instead of doing running through the whole 20 and then going back and explaining some of the albums I'm just going to explain these as I go so that by the time I get to number one, we can just be out here. So I don't, hopefully I won't keep you guys here for a long time. But I don't know. I haven't recorded a music-related episode in so long that y'all, we might end up being here for a little bit. But I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try not to. Um, so before I kick this off, as always, a lot of good music came out this year. And unfortunately, it's the top 20. It's my favorite 20 uh, albums of the year. So naturally some people just won't make the cut unfortunately uh but a few honorable mentions of projects that i did enjoy um but they did not make my top 20 uh shout outs to marcus d uh with times remembered uh shout outs to radimus with uh with um nothing changes if nothing changes 
Uh, rest in peace, Sean Price. Shout out to Sean Price. Uh, 86 Witness uh, was definitely a favorite, but it just, yeah, didn't make it. <laughs> it was almost there. Um, shout out to Heather Victoria. Uh, God, what was the name of that album? I cannot remember the name of that album. Uh, Hope, Boutique Hotel, something like just look up Heather Victoria on Jamla Records. Her album was really good, man. I really enjoyed it, but it was just short of my top 20. And shout out to Novelist um, with Sword of Nature. Uh, that was also almost in the top 20. But I could keep going on and on. There are a lot of albums that barely made it. But let's get this started, man. So this is my uh, favorite 20 albums of 2019. So starting at number 20, uh, we're going to go with uh, K. Tronada with Bubba. Um, this album, I actually, this probably would have been higher on my list, but I literally just heard this for the first time maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I've really, really been enjoying it, man. This whole album is just a groove, man, from, from front to back, man. It's, you can just put this on, let it ride. It'll put you in a great mood. It is, it's just, it's a really fun kind of lift your spirits it's a really fun album to listen to man and this is actually um the first time i've actually listened to a full k Trinata project uh he's somebody who i've known about for the longest as a producer but i've never given a dive into his music so i figured i would just give this a listen and yeah man this this was really good man i really thoroughly enjoyed this like i said just really fun music to put on i love the guest features um probably one of my favorite joints on here is uh, that joint Freefall. Uh, I cannot remember the singer's name. I don't have any of these track listings <laughs> pulled up in front of me. But uh, Freefall was my jam, man. But I loved all the features. All the features on that album were dope. Really had some really good vocalists. Um, yeah, man. Kate Trinata with Bubba. Loved that album. Like I said, had it had I heard this earlier in the year, um, this probably would have been a little bit higher on the list. But this is one of the last albums I'd actually listened to this year. Um, but it still made it. So that's just a testament to how good this album was because I, I just heard this not too long ago and I, I was like, nah, this this is making the top 20 because I'm, I'm having way too much fun listening to this. So number 20, K. Trinata with Bubba. I'm at number 19. We're going to go XV with the dude with the strap, ah, the dude with the strap back dad hat. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned XV on this podcast before, but I was a huge XV fan back in like the earlier part of this decade. Um, Zero Heroes was one of my favorite mixtapes, man. I, I listened to that mixtape religiously. Um, I was a, a real big fan of XV when he was first coming up. And then, you know, dude just kind of disappeared for a long time, man. And he came back this year. I think he dropped the EP before this. Um, but this was kind of like the, the big comeback. And I was just really happy to just hear XV just rapping again. And he, he sounds good. He didn't sound like he really missed a beat. Um... Yeah, man, this, I just, I really enjoyed this project. This is just, this is like a sentimental pick for me. I was just, I was just so happy to hear him releasing music again. But uh, One for the Dreamers, uh, that's, that's a good song um, on that project. Um, the intro track, I want to say, which is Ikea. Um, the Falling Off, uh, that track's pretty good. Uh, the Loyalty track is pretty good. Um, he does give a, a bit of insight as to, like, why he's been gone for so long and kind of what his headspace was in, um what it was in like around the time he was going through whatever he was going through um and kind of brings you up to speed what what's going on now but i'm just really happy to see him active again i was a huge fan of his so i'm just really happy to hear him back so number 19 xv the dude with the strap pack dad hat um at number 18 we're gonna go with blue and oh no a long hot los angeles summer night um this album man i've really been enjoying blues releases as of late and this album, I love the the whole concept where it kind of kind of loosely follows, just kind of like a crazy day in Los Angeles. Um, but I love the oh no with the production, you know, always on point. We all know Blue is a, a great lyricist, so it all just kind of meshes together really well. And I just I really enjoy just the concept uh, of this album. And it, it kind of the whole album just kind of follows this one long narrative, and then he, he brings in uh, guest features, familiar guest features if you've listened to Blue before, people that he's pretty much work with all his career um and they kind of play like side characters within this narrative and the story that's going on but yeah uh blue and oh no a long hot los angeles summer night dope album really been loving blues releases lately check out that ground and water 
um, EP also. Uh, God, I cannot remember who that was produced by. Um, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> but uh, go check out that Ground and Water EP from Blue also. Really, really dope project that also came out this year. And the True and Living joint uh, with Exile. Um, number 17, Raphael Sadiq with Jimmy Lee. Man, this was a really, really heavy project, man. Um, touches on pretty much like the topic of addiction. And it's just a really, it's a heavy listen. But it's, it's really great music, man. Raphael Sadiq is a legend. He's been in the game for God knows how long. I've never heard, <laughs> I've never heard anything whack from Raphael Sadiq. Um, and this, this was just really good, man. Like, this was such a good album. Just really potent, great content. Like I said, really kind of heavy to listen to because of, like, the content and the theme of the album just dealing with um addiction but still just a really really phenomenal project from Raphael Sadiq um and some really really good songs hold on I'm really trying to <laughs> I'm trying to bring up the track list I love uh King's Fall that's probably was one of my my favorite um my favorite joints on that album but man it, it was just a really really good good project just a, a little bit on the heavy side but still great music nonetheless and just some really good uh, good content from Raphael Sadiq. If you've never listened to a Raphael Sadiq album, um, you know, you, you should go do that. <laughs> you should definitely go do that. But, um, yeah, man, Raphael Sadiq with Jimmy Lee. That's going to come in at number 17. Uh, number 16, we're going to go Clear Soul Forces with Still. I almost forgot that this came out this year because I think it came out uh, earlier this year. But um, Clear Soul Forces, man, just if you know, you know, hip-hop group out of Detroit. Uh, novelist, uh, Illajade, I probably, I always say his name wrong, <laughs> E-Fave, uh, L-A-Z, um, and, uh, did I say novelist already? You, you all know who they are, if you, if you don't, just look up Clear Soul Forces, you'll find them, but, just really nasty rap group out of Detroit, um, and this is just another kind of feather in the cap for them, um, just beats and rhymes, like, I don't, I don't really know what else to say, it's not really much else to say, dudes can just rap like they just rap really really well um all of them they're they're all really really just great rappers um yeah i don't really have much else to say for that i'm just i, I put that on when i just i just want to hear some bars that's that's what i go to um but shout out to clear so forces i actually just saw on twitter the other day that um their next album forces with you comes out Sometime early this year. I cannot remember the date, but it, it comes out early this year, uh, within the first quarter. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But that was my number 16, Clear Soul Forces with Steel. Uh, number 15, uh, Grip with Snub Nose. So Grip was somebody who I have, I'd never heard of this dude literally up until, what, <laughs> two, three weeks ago, maybe. Um, shout outs to Dead End Hip Hop. They reviewed this album on their channel. And. I literally just listened to this off the strength of their review, um, and they kind of had the same reaction I did, but theirs was even crazier because I guess Grip is from Atlanta, and if you know Dead End Hip Hop, they're based in Atlanta, and they didn't even know who Grip was until this album came out, and the way that they just, they had really high praise for this, and I was like, alright, let me go check this out, see if it's as good as they're telling me it is, and nah, man, this, this album, low-key... If this album, if I would have heard this, I don't know what the exact release date for this album was, but if I would have heard this earlier in the year, this might have made, like, my top ten. Like, I really, really enjoyed this, man. He, Grip is a really, he kind of, Grip kind of reminds me somewhat of Jid a little bit. Like, a mix of, I don't know, I just, I get Jid vibes from him, and, and not in a bad way, just, it, there's something about them to me that's kind of similar, but I kind of, I really enjoy the, it's kind of this loose kind of concept going on with this album. I haven't had enough time to really sit down and dissect it, but the the, the snub nose being the gun, and if you see the cover, you'll know what I'm talking about, but there's a, a kind of a concept going on with this gun and kind of what the gun does, what the gun goes through, what the gun's role is, and he also just ties in like these other themes in the album. It's kind of wild because if you listen to it on surface level, you might just mistake it for just some kind of rah-rah typical 
you know, rap album. But if you really like listen to it, there's definitely ideas and concepts going on. And dude can just rap, man. Um, <laughs> I've been abusing the repeat button, uh, that finessing track with uh, Mick Jenkins. That's been getting a lot of heavy play. Um, the track Pressed is really good. Uh, he is, I am. Like this whole album, Snub Speaks. Um, man, Breakdown, Open Arm. This whole album is really, really good, man. He is a really great rapper. Um, a variety of flows. Um, he he can do a lot, man. This this kid, oh, I say kid, I don't know how old he is, but this guy's really talented, man. And this this is a really really good album. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like I said, had I heard this early in the year, this might have made my top ten because I this has probably been the album in like the last two three weeks that I've probably revisited the most. Um, so shout out to Grip with Snub Nose, man. This is a really dope project. If you have not heard of him. Definitely go give this a look. Definitely go give this a look, man. It is it is well worth a listen. Uh, coming in at number oh, all right. So I'm looking at my list, and I do not have a number fourteen on my list, and uh, that is a problem. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hold up, y'all. Give me a second, and I am going to pull up my notes to see what album am I missing, which I probably won't know because I deleted the original file that I had. Oh, boy. See, this is... Uh, it's what you get for trying to make your list at the last minute. I definitely deleted whatever my number 14 was because I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Give me uh, a quick. Let's see. What, what, what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? Open note. Open note. Open note. I'm doing this in real time. I gotta compare my, I gotta compare my notes. I'm clearly there's something that I forgot to add because I jumped from 15 to 13. So who do I not have on here? Ah, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> so y'all got to hear that in real time. So I guess uh, by default, my number 14, which I completely forgot to put on my list, but now I know what it was. Uh, coming in at number 14, we're going to have Black Milk with Dive. Uh, so yeah, that was a real-time decision. Because somehow, I wrote it down on my original list. My original list wasn't numbered. And then in my numbered list, I wrote everything down, and somehow I left that off. But uh, at number 14, uh, we're going to go Black Milk with Dive. Uh, Black Milk, once again, just staying really consistent. Um, I, I'm loving the, the content that his, uh, content direction that his albums have been going in. Um, as always, you know he's, he's great on the production tip, um, but his skills as an MC, as a rapper, have just gotten so much better. Um, just really good, like, reflective content, social content. Um, I think this is technically an EP, but I don't care. Album, EP, whatever. It, it's all the same to me. It's, it's a project. It's a project. But, um, nah, man, I always, always enjoy Black Milk music. Um, good content, good rapping, great production. He, he's just one of those guys that just consistently, for me, I, I, can, I can click on a Black Milk album, and nine times out of ten, I know I'm going to enjoy what I hear. Uh, he, he's just one of those guys that kind of gets that, uh, he kind of just gets that respect from me. But, moving on. Coming in at number 13, we're going to go with Injury Reserve uh, with their self-titled album. Um, Injury Reserve, man, just, they're just one of those groups I listen to when I just want to hear some, just some fun, <laughs> just kind of energetic uh, hip-hop. Even though this album does get a bit personal at times, I kind of like that they can kind of do both. They can give you something fun, something energetic, and they can also kind of be uh, introspective. But they just make really enjoyable music to listen to, man. It's just really, it's just really fun, just really fun hip hop, and they kind of have like their own 
excuse me, just a little spin on it. Um, jailbreak the Tesla definitely stays on repeat. Wax on with Freddie Gibbs, bruh. That woo, <laughs> that joint is hard, man. Wax on with Freddie Gibbs is hard. Um, rap song tutorial is probably one of the most clever songs I've heard all year. Um, the features were dope. Like I, I really, I just really like what Injury Reserve is doing, man. Like since I've been a, since I've started listening to them, they have not really missed uh, a beat for me, man. Just all of their projects for me just kind of hit. They're just, they're just really enjoyable, just really fun to listen to. So number thirteen, I'm gonna go Injury Reserve, self their self titled album. Uh, coming in at number twelve, fourteen KT with For My Sanity. Really just beautiful kind of jazzy instrumental project uh 14kt over the last couple of years has been one of my favorite producers to listen to um and just to do a little rewind if you never listened to the rose gold album he did with rose spit go give that a listen 14kt like if you listen to the rose gold album the production on that and then listen to this on for my sanity it's almost like a completely you wouldn't even think the same person produced it which kind of shows the the range that 14k uh that 14kt has but um this is a really just beautiful m mostly instrumental album um it does have a few features uh from guest vocalists who do come in uh and contribute but um nah man this i just i just put this on sometimes and just kind of just let it ride the instrumentation is really well um it's it's really kind of chill just real you just kind of sit down, just kind of vibes, kind of get lost in it. Um, it's, it's really like emotional without saying anything, um, if that makes sense. That That's how good I, I feel like the just the vibe and like the instrumentation um, that this album has. It just it, it says a lot without saying anything. You can just kind of hear it just through the music. But just it's, it's a really just beautiful, that's kind of the only way I can describe it, man. It's a beautiful album to listen to very well crafted really great instrumentation um just i love the production all the way through and the the vocalists who come through put on great performances uh tracks like the power of same uh really good um purple flame for my sanity um uh, down the street from peace just a lot of good tracks man a lot of good tracks on this album really good man really great instrumentation really good just jazzy feeling album so uh if you want something uh for just instrumentals to listen to, give that a, a peep. You'll definitely enjoy it. At number 11, I'm going to go with Sweet Insomnia from Gallant. Um, this is one of the best R&B albums I think I've heard in a while. Um, Gallant, but that that boy be, be singing. Uh, <laughs> like That's all I can say, man. He, he kind of reminds me, I can't think of a certain person, but he gives me like a feel of, of kind of like a, a late 90s early 2000s r&b guy with just a more modern sound like you, if you took a vocalist from back then and gave them some 2019 production like this is what you would get but really um really good production really good songwriting and just on top of anything if nothing else like i said that the man can sing like the man Man got some, he got some vocal pipe, some vocal pipes. He he can definitely sing. Uh, Hurt, really, really great song. Sleep on it, really, really great song. Sweet Insomnia featuring Black, really great song. Crumbs, Paper Tulips, like, bro, this, this whole album is, is really, really good. Um, really high quality R&B. If, if you're an R&B fan and you haven't heard of Gallant, definitely give this album a listen, man. This is some of the best R&B that I've heard in, in, in quite some time. Now, I've been sleeping on a lot of R&B projects this year, but I'm glad I did take my time out of the day to listen to this one because this this was fire, man. Like, there's there's not one bad track <laughs> on this entire album, man. This 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 joint is it's really, really, really good, man. Really, really good. So, number 11, uh, Galant with Sweet Insomnia. All right, coming into the top 10, man. Favorite top uh, 10 albums of 2019. Uh, number 10, Sky Zoo and Pete Rock with Retropolitan. It's, what else you want me to say is Sky Zoo, one of the best lyricists. Pete Rock, legendary producer. It's not, <laughs> it's not much else. 
that you can ask for. Like, if you're a fan of Sky Zoo and you're a fan of Pete Rock, you know what you're about to get. But I, I, but I do want to say real quick that I do appreciate that I feel like this album isn't like super boom bap-ish. It's definitely a, a hip-hop heads kind of album, but it's not... It doesn't have like that super like backpack feel. It definitely feels like a bit more modern, I guess. But and that's you know props to Pete Rock for just being amazing on production. But nah, man, phenomenal project, man. Sky Zoo just create the man's always great with with lyrics combined with Pete Rock. Like there's no way this project could lose and. You probably hear me repeat this about a lot of these albums. Like, there's not really any bad tracks on here, man. Um, the East, if there's one track I got to talk about, man, the Eastern uh, the Eastern Conference All Star uh, Posse Cut uh, with Westside Gun, Conway, Ben and the Butcher, and Elza. But I, I listen to that song like every day. Like that for one, that beat is just magical. <laughs> that that beat is beautiful and they all come in and kill it shout out to elza man elza is a, an alien as a rapper his verse is really dope but there, there's so many good songs on here man eastern conference all-stars penny jerseys richie's um glorious carried a tradition with uh styles p the, brother this album is it's just great <laughs> like it's just it's just great like if you're a hip-hop head and you just you want to you want to get that feel that just that that quote unquote real hip hop feel like this is what you throw on this is what you throw on like and this when these two announced they were doing this project I I, I couldn't envision any other way this could go like there's no way they could lose those both those gentlemen are way too talented to to turn out anything less than what we got from this so number ten Sky Zoo and Pete Rock with Retropolitan uh, coming in at number nine Flying Lotus with Flamagra. Love this album, man. Flying Lotus once again comes in with this really kind of eccentric slash chaotic slash just beat you over the head with 80,000 beat switch ups, but somehow it still makes sense. <laughs> like, this album is crazy, man. I, I, I really love Flying Lotus's production. And what's wild is I, I feel like compared to, and I, I haven't heard every Flying Lotus album, but compared to other projects that i've heard from them uh, heard from him this might be one of his most tame works but even with it still being tame to his standards it's still like pretty out there i mean like you listen to uh, i think it was the track takashi right it goes through so many beat switch ups and it's just like bro like what were you on when you made this <laughs> um but that man takashi's dope um uh, what's the other one? Post Requisite. Uh, more featuring Anderson Pack is probably one of my favorite songs of the year. I, I, I love these two working together. Um, I forgot what was the joint with uh, Thundercat. I cannot remember what that song. Uh, the Climb. The Climb with Thundercat. That was really dope. I, I love this whole album pretty much. Um, and actually, if you want to hear a full review, uh, shout outs to the Nerds on Hip Hop Podcast. Shout outs to uh, the Wolves Den and Miss Old School. Um, if you. Uh, actually, if you scroll through the Dojo Talk podcast feed, um, I'm pretty sure I reposted that podcast on my page. You can find it on there, uh, or if not, just go to uh, Nerds on Hip Hop podcast, and we actually did a full review of Flamagra, where you can hear my full fleshed out thoughts. Uh, we also talked about a lot of other dope stuff in that episode, talked some anime and a lot of other stuff, but if you want to hear my full thoughts on Flamagra, go give that uh, podcast episode a listen. We had a really, really good time, so uh, shout out to Nerds on Hip Hop, man. I, I would love to be on that podcast again, but... Uh, number nine, Flying Lotus, uh, Flying Lotus with Flamagra. Uh, number eight, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib with Bandana. Bro, this album just, just hard. <laughs> like, bro, Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs was on was on his Ultra Instinct mode uh, when Mad Lib gave him the, this production, and he just went off like. Bro, like every song, every beat is bananas, and this is coming from somebody who I don't. I don't think I am as big a Freddie Gibbs fan as most people. Like I, I enjoy his music, but I'm not. I'm not like a huge fan. But this, nah, 
this this was it this uh <laughs> this this caught all of my attention um bro like there's so many good cuts off of here like half man half cocaine massage seats flat tummy tea cataracts soul right but verse of the year <laughs> one of the verses of the year uh from Pusha T on palm um uh palm olive but if you just want some hard hitting street rap but over like some amazing production like it does not get any better than this like these two were in a zone like they were in a zone when they made this man and yeah, they they just they just have a special. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib just have some kind of special connection, and they just their styles somehow complement each other so much. And, and props to Freddie Gibbs because I, I I can imagine some of these beats probably weren't the easiest to rap over, and boy did he just was able to find a pocket every time and just go in. Um, but nah, man, number nine. Oh, sorry, number eight. Uh, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib with the bandana at number seven. Add two. With the Jim Crow, the musical man, I've been waiting for an add to another add to album for a while. Um, I've been a fan of his since uh, God what was that first mixtape, uh, Saving Our Souls, I want to say. Um, then he had the Pray for the Poor, um, and another project I think he had dropped after that. But we hadn't heard from him for a while, man. I think it feel like it's been some years now. But this was well worth the wait. Uh, this is a comeback album. Like this, this was. This was really good, man. Um, as you would guess from the title, Jim Crow, the musical, um, this album is very, very, very content heavy. Um, focuses a lot on just kind of the black experience um, in America and just the different things we go through. The, the racism, the emotions, the mental state. Just It, it tackles a ton of subjects. And I love uh, the use of the skits on this album because they actually do serve a purpose. Um, and he's got a lot of, I, I wish I had more time to kind of dive into this album. He has a lot of really like powerful and strong quotables throughout this entire album, man, from, from front to back. It's 19 songs, um, a couple of them are skits, but it's, it's well worth it, man. This is a really great album that manages to tie in a theme really well and stick with it really well. And on top of everything else, like add two is a, a rapper's rapper, like don't get it twisted the man can give you some socially uh aware content but that man he had to be rapping like <laughs> if if you want to hear some good some good some great bars from add to uh and also a bit on the nerdy side listen to his mace windu track that he did with uh novelist on a uh not I, I cannot remember the name of that ep it's escaping me not, uh, right now but uh, just look up Add to a Novelist on the Mace Windu track. But Add to spazzed on that verse. Uh, but on Jim Crow the Musical, man, um, get your hand out my pocket. Banger, killed it, barred you to death. Three fifths, fire. The You're Different skit, fire. Souls for Sale, fire. Um, hashtag, bro, you could like literally hear like the passion, like his voice is cracking. I think he like cried during like one of these verses. That's just the kind of stuff you get out of this album, man. It, homecoming. This this album is this, bro. <laughs> it's just it's good, man. This is a great album. This is a really good good album. Like, if somebody had this as their number one of the year, I honestly wouldn't argue you. This that's how good this album was. Um, I said I wish I could spend more time on it, but definitely give that a listen, man. That's one of the sleeper albums of this of this year. Uh, add to Jim Crow the musical number six. Rhapsody with Eve. I feel like with this album, not as if Rhapsody already wasn't one of the best rappers on the planet, but after I heard this album, I was like, oh, she might be, uh, I don't know if she's at number one, but bro, she, <laughs> she's on some hills, man. She's on some hills, but she was, I just, I loved her pen game, this album, like her pen game was so strong on this project it, it was ridiculous and you knew from jump street when nina first comes on bruh and you hear that sample oh bruh <laughs> just just put your pen down she's about to wrap a whole circle around you um 
I, I love the kind of the idea of the album um, naming all the pretty much every track um, named after um, an influential black woman uh, in history. Well, I can't even say in history because a lot of these women are still alive and <laughs> still still doing things. But um, I kind I kind of love that theme. She keeps kind of that theme of, of blackness, especially of black women, uh, just empowering on that front. But she manages to keep that theme, touch on those topics, but she rapping. Um, she is rapping. Um, Nina, Cleo, uh, the Oprah track, the Tower track, um, the Iman track with Sir and Jid. Um, the joint with Queen Latifah, bro. Latifah came with the bars, man. <laughs> Latifah, Queen Latifah killed her verse. Uh, the Sojourner joint with J. Cole was nasty, like, Eve was, I mean, uh, Rhapsody was, she was on one when she got in the booth and made this, like, she was really on one, I don't really got much more to say, but she was, she was rapping, she probably raps better than your favorite rapper, Shout just salutes, <laughs> just, just salutes to Rhapsody, man, she, she bodied this whole album, man, this, this is a, this is a really, really great project, uh, so that was number six, Rhapsody with Eve, Number five, Benny the Butcher, The Plugs I Met. Bruh, I, I've really been in the mood this year of listening just to a lot of uh, that really grimy, just kind of street rap. Uh, I mean, I ain't about that life, but, you know, I listen to it. <laughs> and Benny the Butcher and the whole Griselda camp do that style the best I've heard anybody do it in a long time, man. This is an EP, it's only seven songs, and it's hard all the way through, bro. Crowns for Kings with Black Thought, Body Bag, Sunday School with Jada Kiss and 38 Special. Shout out to 38 Special, bro. That <laughs> that might be my favorite verse this whole year, man. 38 Special on Sunday School with the, the lamb and the stick like he fresh out the Bible. Like, bro, <laughs> he snapped on that verse, man. But Benny just... Benny just has this this presence about him when he's on a mic. Like it's a lot of dudes can do this kind of aggressive like street rap, but they don't do it like Benny. They don't do it like Benny. Like Benny, another dude who in the last couple of years has just hit after hit after hit. Just dudes just been consistently getting better and better and better. And every project you're just like, bro, I don't know how you keep, I don't know how you can keep this level of consistency, but just keep doing what you're doing because it is definitely working. This album's so short and concise, but it just, it gets to the point and it gets you in, gets you out. And like I said, it's good all the way through. Crowns for King, Sunday School, Dirty Harry, Took the Money to the Plug, 18-Wheeler. Bruh, like, it's fire all the way through. And Pusha T, once again, <laughs> with, with another honorable mention for verse of the year on 18-Wheeler. But shouts to Benny, who... On this album, like, you're rapping us alongside dudes like Black Thought, Jada Kiss, uh, Conway, shots to RJ Payne on Dirty Harry, and Pusha T, of course. And not only is he holding his own, you might can make the argument that he might have outrapped some of these dudes. I ain't gonna say that. This ain't the episode for that. Another day, another topic. But, bruh, the plugs I met, just, it's just great. <laughs> it's just the highest of highest quality of just that kind of grimy, just street rap. Um, so that's my number five, Benny the Butcher, the plugs I met. Number four, uh, Little Brother, May the Lord Watch. Little Brother finally came back after years and years of being off. I ain't going to go into the whole the whole history of that. You, you can go look that up on somebody else's channel. Point is, album phenomenal, man. Like, <laughs> if, this at one point when this first dropped, this was in contention to be number one album of the year. And if somebody put it as their number one, you definitely wouldn't hear an argument from me. Um, just really, just good, grown man rap, very honest, uh, very vulnerable, while still just being very clever. Uh, and shout out to rapper Big Pooh hasn't missed a step, and he's been releasing projects uh, somewhat throughout the years. But hearing these two together again, really dope. A lot of great quotable lines. Um, the skits on this album are these are the best skits that I've probably heard in like the last five to ten years. The skits on these album on this album 
they are hilarious. Um, hearing just the UBN network again and returning characters from skits that you heard in like their previous albums, this was really something for like the fans. Like if you were a Little Brother fan, they gave you they gave you a new you know the, I ain't gonna say new and improved, but a different kind of sound because it's not produced by Ninth Wonder. But they still gave you elements of old by like bringing those skits and returning characters back. Um, and it, it was hilarious all the way through. But like I said, just a really lyrically great album, really great content, just really good, just kind of grown man, uh, really good grown man rap. Um, Black Magic, great song, right on time. Uh, what I came for, <laughs> the niggas hollering skit, bro. <laughs> Sometimes I just put that on just to laugh. That. That joint is great. But this whole album, man, just really good grown man hip-hop, man. Like, like I said, if I did more solo reviews, I, I would... If I had not done more solo reviews this year, I would have went over this. But May of the Lord Watch, phenomenal album by Little Brother. Uh, that is my number four. Number three, uh, Little Sims with Gray Area. Phenomenal album, man. This was number one on my list for a while until my number two when number one came out. But Little Sims, man, um, I love the production on this album. Lots, it gets some some live instrumentation. It's also very um, a lot of variety, man. You get some hard hitting, like in your face kind of tracks, and at the same time, she can give you like some radio friendly cuts. Um, she can give you some thought provoking cuts. She can give you something really dark uh, or something really reflective. And all this is done while the, and the album still sounds together it still sequences really well it's not like disjointed even though it, it can bounce around and give you a lot of different sounds uh so on the production end i really loved uh in terms of the lyrics little sims many different kinds of flows she can rap fast she can slow it down she can get aggressive she can get boisterous she can be calm she can be reflective just this album was like perfect man um it was the perfect marriage of everything. Like it was accessible in sound, but still great content and still gave you a variety of sounds throughout the album. Um, Offense and Boss made this album start off like really, really aggressive. Then she can hit you with a track like Selfish. That's this real kind of like radio friendly hit. Then she can hit you with a joint like Venom, which is just kind of dark, menacing. And she's just like barring you up, just kind of going in. Um, I love the closing track, Flowers, with uh, Michael Kiwanuka. I, I have this thing about clo opening and closing tracks. I, I just feel like they should be like important in the context of your album. And I thought Flowers was a really like beautiful closing track to kind of close this album out. Um, and just a lot of good content throughout this, man. She talks about like personal issues, um, things like therapy, just a, a lot of good topics, uh, relationships, a lot of good topics touched throughout this album and delivered in a variety of ways but all very very entertaining to listen to um this is definitely one of the best albums this year and i know i don't know if some everybody listens to uk rap i don't know if the accent is too much i feel like her accent isn't that really bothersome like it's apparent but it's not it's not like super super thick G give this album a listen man it is a phenomenal project and like i said this, this was number one of the year for me for a while for, for a while um but number two and what's funny is number two was normally my number one but he got dethroned uh number two anderson pack with ventura pretty much anytime anderson pack comes out he's like my number one by default because i <laughs> i love this dude's music it is really fun and soulful and just it's just great man he he can make the catchiest songs really great uh production and, and instrumentation he he just knows how to craft just really great albums and coming off of oxner which a lot of people weren't fans of i didn't think oxner was terrible it just didn't have the i, I feel like anderson pack and like malibu and in this he, he has a certain just kind of edge to him and i feel like ventura i mean uh oxner didn't have that but ventura man bruh we got a three stacks verse on here with Come Home. Make It Better with Smokey Robinson. Banger. Um, uh, what? Jet, Jet, Jet Black with Brandy. 
And I, I never thought in 2019 I'd say that Brandy was on <laughs> one of my favorite songs. Jet Black with Brandy is a jam, man. It's so many just jams. Like, all, all these songs are just really catchy. Great hooks. Great instrumentation. He got the Nate Dogg feature at the end. Rest in peace, Nate Dogg. Coming through at the end uh, on the last song or What Can We Do. But it's just Anderson Pack just he just knows how to craft really just amazing albums. Only eleven songs, but you get straight to the point, you get in, get out, and it's just so enjoyable to listen to all the way through. And you know Anderson Pack, he gonna come through this he has like this smooth, raspy, kinda pimpish <laughs> kinda style about him. But but he makes some funky, just soulful, just I, I love it. I love this dude's music, man. I, I really do. And this album stayed on repeat for a very, 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 very long time. But it did not stay on repeat as long as my number one album did. So my favorite album for 2019. Shout outs to the TDE camp. Favorite album, 2019, number one, Sir, with Chasing Summer. Bro, what's crazy is, and I don't mean this as a slight, or as a slight, I don't think Sir is, like, the best vocalist in the world, but I feel like for what he may lack in vocals, he is a really good songwriter, and I feel like he, I hate this word, but I don't know what else to, <laughs> else to really describe what i want to say right now he knows how to just create these vibes and they are really infectious and like i i, I liked his i liked his last album uh summer in november uh, i enjoyed that one a lot but this one man i feel like he definitely took things up to another level um hair down with kendrick lamar my jam you can't save me bruh I ain't gonna sing it, but that hook, that hook, I feel it. And a lot of this album, like some of these songs, you just, you just feel them, man. You you can't save me. L.A. Lisa uh, with Smino, the Fire Joint, um, Still Blue with Jill Scott, bruh. The Recipe, and my 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 favorite song this year. I've listened to this song an ungodly number of times, man. And it almost kept me from listening to this whole album because it's the second song and I kept repeating this over and over. Bro, John Redcorn? Nigga. <laughs> I will listen to John Redcorn and put that joint on repeat for like a solid 20 minutes, man. Uh... Inspired by the character uh, from King of the Hill. I ain't going to the whole storyline. I didn't watch that show that much like that. But I knew who. I was wondering why that name sounded familiar. And I was like, oh, that, that's the dude from King of the Hill. But he made a song inspired by that. And if you can, if you don't feel that song, man. Like, I don't. It's like every song on this album. I'm like, bro, I can just vibe to this. And I just, I just feel it. I, just, I feel this in my soul. <laughs> every time I put this on. I just, I've I've played this album an ungodly number of times, man. Like like I said, he is a Sir is a really great songwriter, and these these songs are just, I don't know. It just it it they just hit me. They they just hit me in a certain way that, like I said, Anderson Pack normally would be number one, and I don't but don't get me wrong. I played Ventura a lot this year, but Chasing Summer, man, boy, I. To death, <laughs> I've played this album to death, like, and I never get tired of it. Like I've listened, I, I, I keep going back. I've listened to John Redcorn ninety nine thousand times, and I'm gonna listen to it ninety nine thousand more times, and it's gonna hit me the same way it hit me the first time I heard it. Every time I listen to it, it I I love this album, man. Um, I really do. This this album is. I can just put this on uh, and just let it go, man. It's just so many good, good vibes, great songwriting, really catchy. It's it's just it's just good. <laughs> I don't know how else to 
to say it, man. Like for R and B, this this it didn't really get much better than this for me. Like I I I can put this on at any time, and I'm thoroughly gonna enjoy myself because he he really stepped it up. Like I said, and Summer in November wasn't even a bad project. That was a, a good project in its own right. But this to me just it kicked it up to another level, man. It really really did. Um, I could talk about this forever, but I I I can't. I I get out of here. I need to go eat. <laughs> but yeah, man, my favorite album, 2019, Sir, with Chasing Summer. Um, and that is all I got. So that uh, those are my favorite 20 albums of 2019. Um, like I said, man, I'm honestly not too sure the future of this channel or if I will be reviewing music in the future. I just I don't know, man. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I just I don't know. I don't know if I really have it in me but if you want my music opinions you can follow me on twitter at serial sensei i always post music talk about music um so if you just want to chop it up with me recommend me something i recommend you something we can do that on on twitter or on social media wherever you, you see me at just type in serial sensei you'll, you'll you'll find me out there um but yeah man so like i said i don't know if i'm going to be really reviewing music in the future but i'm always listening to it um so at the bare minimum, I'll at least come back and do these uh, year-end lists. But if you want to hear me consistently and you're interested in combat sports, uh, listen to the Dojo Talk podcast that drops every week. I record that with my co-host Antaku covering UFC, Bellator, uh, boxing, kickboxing, any anything involving somebody getting kicked a punch. We talking about it on there. And we, we talk a little music every now and then on there. So you can hear me on there. Maybe I might bring up an album or two. Um, but you can catch me on the Dojo Talk podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitch at Serial Sensei where I do some gaming. Uh, try to be semi-active on there. I try to stream at least once, twice a week. Haven't been able to do it lately because I've been kind of busy. But um, I'm pretty like semi-active on Twitch. So catch me on there. Follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. I'm also an author. Buy my book, The Aubar Chronicles. $8.99 for a physical copy, $0.99 cents for a digital copy, and that's it, man. This has been uh, the latest episode of the Sounds Like Fun Podcast. Might be back, might not, but I appreciate you guys for listening. Go check out all the albums I mentioned, and feel free to drop me your list, send me your top 20, your favorite 20, and what you've been listening to this year. You might put me on something, I might put you on something, but... That's all I got, man. This is your boy, Serial Sensei. And until next time, I will catch you guys later.